When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Hello? Hi, is this Oliver? It is, yes. How you doing this morning? I'm good, thank you. How are you today? Good. Good. Oliver, it's Scott and Kat from 91.5 The Beat, and we're doing slide into your DMs. You screenshotted a really interesting conversation, and we'd like to ask you a few questions about it, if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. No problem. All right, Kat, why don't you give your best artistic impression of Oliver's DMs? Can I name the name here? Or do you want me to give a code name here for this particular female that you're interacting with? Uh, you can use her name. I don't mind. Okay. Would she mind? <laughs> um, that one I'm not sure, but... All right, we'll Emily. <laughs> Too bad. So sad, Emily. Here we go. Uh, now, this is you and the blue bubble here. This is really... Is this really how you talk or is this just how you text? That's how I, a bit of both. Okay, okay. You say, same, shawty. Kissy face. We chilling at yours or you trying to come through to mine still? I just got home still, shawty. I'll get changed now. She says, okay, babes. Why ya? I've been waiting. You say, I'm tired AF right now, mans. Just got too high. I'll pull up tomorrow if you bout it. Kissy face. I got a shower first. My bad still. I know you've been waiting. Her. Her. S-N-M. You. I'll bet I'll pull up tomorrow. Heart face. Heart. Yeah, okay. Laugh face, she says. You say, what you mean? I've been trying to link with you. I'm just mad tired. I'll Uber you here if you want to come through mine. Um, okay, that's the series of messages. Oliver, just first impression and listening to our introduction to this call, you don't seem like the type that talks like that. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's here and there. It depends who it's to. Like, if it's the friends or, or girls or something like that, sure. But in a more professional setting, no. H- has she ever met you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was met before. And she didn't see that, that, that that's a little weird that you type like, yeah, shorty, am I going to pull up? But you talk like a, like you're talking now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel it works better. It, it, it works for me. And then uh, I find I get better responses with that. So that's why it's kind of a little how do out you, there, you know? Okay, so how do you know her then? Have, are you uh, uh, dating? Have you met just once? Is this a hookup? How do you know her? Truthfully, we met off of Tinder and we've hung out a few times, but trying to make it a little more serious. She must have really wanted you to pull up if she was willing to send an Uber. No, he was willing yeah. to send or an he Uber. he was willing to send an Uber. What? And, and just to put it in a little more context, this was like 5 a.m., like 4.30, because I work night. So it was when I was finishing work, so she had stayed up for a long time. And then I was like, I'm too tired for this now. I've been at work all night. And all that. So it, it was a bad situation. Hmm. Yeah. Did you eventually 
to use your term, pull up? Um, yeah, I pulled up in, in the time between now and, and when that, that was said, yeah. You're not driving right now, are you? Yeah, yeah. I got my uh, Bluetooth. I wanted you to read those messages because I want to hear you talk Talk the way you type. Talk talk to us. Talk to us a little bit. It would be more like, hey, Shorty, what's going on? I can pull up later if you're about it and like (laughs) stuff like that, right? (laughs) And then I throw in the accent with it as well because I find that works as well. What accent exactly is that? Yeah, what, what accent are you emulating? Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually from England. I lived there for 12 years, but I've lost it since I come here. So throw me a little bit of that accent, because I didn't hear that at all. Try and pick up Cat. Um, oh, <laughs> well, what are you doing later? Oh, okay. Are, are you sure you're from England? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, from the South. I lived there. I got the passport. I got the, uh, the um, residency card and all that. It's just I came when I was 12, so... I lost the accent, but my brother has it, and my parents have it, and when I'm around them, I can do it a little bit more, but I try not to because it kind of seems funny now, right? So <laughs> you, you kind of drift in and out of it. It's interesting. Yeah. It's forced when I when I when I have to try it. Uh huh. Oh, well, uh-huh. because you asked, I'm going to Boston Pizza later on with some family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might get a one-two pint if you know. Absolutely. Tipsy. Um, Splendid. And and just a couple more questions, because I'm morbidly fascinated by this. You say you've had a lot of luck on Tinder with this sort of text exchange? Yeah. Yeah, girls girls love it, I guess. I guess it's like considered Toronto man. Toronto man. Picks up all the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, what do I call the girls? Picks up all the... Tings? Baddies, tings, shorties. Shorties. Any one of those. Oh, yeah. Do you mind if I ask how old you are, Oliver? I'm 23. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're prime. Pi- I get it. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> You're like an honorary well. Toronto man's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Except I'm just a little bit better because I can throw in that English accent. Yeah. Oh. You got a one up. Okay. Exactly. Right. Okay. Rebel. Well, Oliver, you. Yeah. We like you. We, I like you a lot. <laughs> like, I love your game. I love how hard you try. I love that it's working for you. This is great. So we're going to make you a winner this morning on Slide Into Your DMs. Oh, she'll be pulling up if I win that. <laughs> I know she will. Everybody would be pulling up, my friends. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> you can reach us here 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Favorite station every morning, Oliver. 91.5 The Beat. Coming up to wedding season. Wedding season is almost here. Springtime. Although there's never really not a wedding season nowadays. People are getting married every day. Yep, all the time. Uh, Fall weddings and winter weddings are, I think, more popular than they've ever been. Lack of dates, more people getting married, only so many venues or only so many good ones. Cheaper venues. Hey, you can get it cheaper if you want to get married on a Friday instead of a Saturday. Or if you want to get married on a holiday Monday. Lots of people trying different things. But they surveyed a whole bunch of people at wedding shows. They wanted to try and create a list of what the perfect wedding would look like based on the numbers. What they came up with is a wedding that I actually might not mind going to. And I'm not a wedding person. I usually try and avoid them as much as possible. Hmm. But they say on average, we would have about 92 guests. Anything under 100 is ideal. I've been to some of those weddings where there's literally 300 people there. It's nuts. 
92, they say, is the optimum number. 92. Okay, that's still much more than mine. Most people would prefer the wedding be held on a Saturday. They're looking for a modern theme. White, black, and blue would be the colors. Flower choices, roses, tulips, lilies. Okay. Black tie optional. Okay, so as far as I understand black tie optional, that means it's strongly suggested we go black tie. Everybody dresses formal, but if you dress down a little bit, that's not the end of the world. That also means, though, definitely nothing cash. You don't show up in no. uh, uh, dress pants and a sweater. No, 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 no. Black tie optional. The vast majority opted for a band over a DJ. Okay. I, the last two weddings I've been to had a band, and I enjoyed them way more. I didn't think I would, but I enjoyed them way more. Bands were great. Yeah. It, it was fun. Different vibe, right? And it all depends on the vibe you're going for, I think. I also loved it when the band took a break because it gave me a break. It's like, okay, hey, you people have been dancing for hours now. Let's take a little break. Everybody go pee, have a drink, whatever. And then we'll get back to it in about 20 minutes. Nice. The wedding cake was chocolate by the numbers. It was an open bar. Yep. Yeah, do that. And all speeches under 10 minutes. All speeches under 10 minutes. Can we just make that a rule? Like, it should, should be, be illegal. It should be illegal, damn it, to go over 10 minutes. They're at 9 minutes That's and 30 too- seconds. We- Call the cops look, just in case. Look, Janine, we know you've known each other since college. And you were best friends. And you have a funny story about the one time that you were watching her cat while she was away. Nobody cares. Just, like, let's get on with it. You love her. Da-da-da-da. Let's move along, please. I think part of the problem is there's pressure. If you're asked to give a speech at a wedding, you feel like, oh, I, I, I got to tell stories and it's got to be funny. And I, mean, I got to go to the Internet and steal all kinds of lines from other people's speeches. The problem is all those lines have already been stolen and stolen and stolen again. And everybody's heard those lines. So you're really just sort of reciting other people's stuff. And you're telling stories that, I don't know, maybe you and the groom or you and the bride think it's hilarious. For me, the reason why I'm there is for the bride and groom. So I just want them, I would love to just hear them speak. Sometimes the parents' speeches are really good when, again, they're kind of just like straightforward, nice, sweet, a little tear jerking. But I want to We're going to miss you. We're going to hate paying for this later. (laughs) Damn you. I like hearing from the bride and groom. Like, give me a quick little something. I want to hear you guys talk about how much you love each other. Because that's going to be the day you just love each other the most, I would imagine and assume. So let's hear that. And then let's just move along with these courses and get to the dance floor part. Because that's the fun part. Let's get drunk. It's a weird way to head into a wedding. <laughs> I hear you, though. Like, a lot of people are like that. Don't lie. That's exactly what you like about weddings. It's the only reason I go. It's the only reason. <laughs> I don't really want to be here. But if there's an open bar, all right, fine. is the average cost of a wedding in 2020. 42K. Now, that must have gone up substantially because the amount of guests is down. For a while there, the number was hovering around 35 for up to 200 guests. Now it's 92 guests at $42,000. Also known as a car. Absolutely. (laughs) No payments. Absolutely. I don't know what the perfect amount should be, but that seems a little steep to me. If you're getting married, good luck. Start saving. And don't invite me. Because I don't want to go. I'm happy for you. I just I'll watch the video some other time.
How many times can you use a towel before it needs to be washed? Ah, two. Two? Two. Two. That's it. Two. You shouldn't use it more than twice. Stop. No. Are you serious? Yeah. It depends also what you're using the towel for. Like, of course, we could go into all these details. You're talking like an out-of-the-shower towel? Yeah. Oh, max twice. I'm, I'm legitimately shocked. Why? I, because I'm like, I do the the bedding and I do the towels weekly. So I probably use that towel, assuming one shower a day, which sometimes it's twice. Probably five times. To, to dry your bits and pieces, you're okay with doing that again? My very clean, right out of the shower, bits and pieces. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're saying twice. I would have thought... Once a week, you do towels. The correct answer is three. That's the maximum number of showers you should use the same towel for. Then it's time to rewash. This from new research that founds bacteria and mold starts growing each time a towel gets damp. Hanging it to dry slows the process down but doesn't stop it. Once you've used the same towel three times, it hits its tipping point. You're basically just rubbing bacteria and mold all over yourself. Uh, oh, that's disgusting. Uh, oh, come on. It is disgusting. Don't you hate when you do something every day and then you find out eventually what you've been doing? Your entire life is all wrong. All wrong. Three showers only applies if you hang it up to dry right after you use it. If you toss it on the floor and hang it up later, Ugh. it stays wetter oh. longer. You might only get one or two uses out of it. Washcloths, on the other hand, are different because we don't use them to dry off. When a towel gets soaked, it takes longer to dry, which gives mold and bacteria time to grow. Washcloths should only be used once. Again. What? I didn't know that. You're filthy. I know. I'm a disgusting animal. You are just filthy. Just when you look at gross... Maybe in Wikipedia, my picture should be right there because I used that towel for about a week before I decide it's time to get rid of that towel. Am I crazy? Am I the only one who thought that? I don't know. Use a towel for a week at a time. I wouldn't do more. I don't do more than twice. And when I come out of the shower, one of the first things I like to dry is my face. I actually like to dry my face first. And knowing that I've already used that towel in other areas, and then if I Put it on my face. I make sure. Beat traffic. Oh, sorry. Here, ignore that. Ignore that. <laughs> I will use a specific part of the towel to dry my face so that I know that I haven't touched bits and pieces, but that's just me. I know that I'm clean for sure. And like you said, you're fresh out of the shower. It's fine. But still. It smells coconutty like body wash. That's the body wash I use. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Coconuts. Yeah, they were on my balls. Nuts. Yes, they touched my dick. And then I wiped my face with it because I'm more of like a dry the important part first. And then I go up top and do the face, the hair, that sort of thing. You you wipe your dick and then you wipe the same towel, your face with my the same very towel. very clean penis. Okay. Yes, that's exactly okay. what I do. The right nope. out of the shower. I'll leave it at that. That's fine. Dove assures me that that is soap and I am clean. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a week. I thought it was a week. You're just. How often do I change the bedding? That's a monthly thing, right? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it, some people will tell you. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like monthly. When, when the sheets move on their own, it's time for you. <laughs> 
to do some laundry. When they're telling you, clean me, clean me. I didn't know. Wow. Great thread on Reddit. And it's come up in the past. Although I admit I've never seen some of these before. Food combos that sound stupid but work. Okay, like, oh, okay. Yeah, like my fries dipped in ice cream thing. Yeah, and that's typically what I would have thought. Because yeah. you mentioned that, and I think that's ridiculous. Ugh, don't knock it till you try it, my friend. But some of these, they just go to another level. So I'm going to throw out a few. Okay. Let's try and not judge. But if you are listening right now and you want to judge, you go right ahead. If you've tried these, let us know if it's good or not. And if there's one we're missing, I need you to let us know too. First one, it came up more than once. You take cheap red wine. Okay. Like a box. You grab yourself a box you of red wine. Grab a box. It could be like Red Cross or whatever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cheap red wine with Coke. What? Red wine and Coke. No. If you mix it together, you get a sweeter red wine that's carbonated. Why? You're ruining it. Remember what I just said? Don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, can't I know. Help I brought it. up wine. It was Dude, like a how, personal attack. Anytime you do that with wine, I'm going to get pissed off. I'm going to get pissed off, Scott. You're boiling my blood. I don't like it. This one I feel like won't work because I feel like you shouldn't add anything to milk. But they say it's legit. Seven up and milk. No. Trying to think how that would taste. Does the milk not like curdle or go funky or anything like that? I think if you drink it quick, no. But <laughs> you'd have to drink it pretty quick, nearest I can tell. There's no way. Someone's just hoping that people listening are like suckers, right? No. You're going to go home and you're going to put some seven up in your milk like an idiot. Some of these are going to be good, though. Listen to this dark chocolate, Parmesan cheese. Okay, cheese and chocolate is a fabulous combo. Thank you. Put that with wine, too. But people, some people listening are going to hear that and think, are you crazy? You want to put cheese on dark chocolate. Have you tried it? Dark chocolate and Parmesan? You know what I've tried before? So not not specific combination, but when there's been uh, fondue, chocolate fondue, I've I've done the cheese fondue thing, and it's great. Bacon-wrapped hot dog. Okay. I'm sure that's not that out there. Anything meat on meat doesn't surprise me. Baked Lays and the white candy sticks from a packet of Fun Dip. Oh, baked. It's basically all sugar. Those little white sticks that yeah, you get. Yeah, all the fun it is dip. is sugar. So it's a sugar-coated Lays. Baked Lays Why baked? with that. Okay. All right. Bre- bread dipped in Coke. No. Wet bread is awful every time. <laughs> Bread dipped in Coke. Yeah. Bread dipped in uh, Coke. Yeah, a romantic dinner coming up. Here's your loaf. One person says it shouldn't work, but it does. You make a bowl of berries. Okay. Strawberries, raspberries, yeah. blueberries. I love berries. Cover it in sour cream. Sour cream and berries. I would think whipped cream would go a lot better than sour cream, but they say sour cream and berries is actually a surprisingly good combination. Salt and vinegar, potato chips, and brownies. Alternate bites. Delicious. Sweet. You know, it's that sweet, salty combo thing. I get it. I get it. It's a thing. It's good. (laughs) I've actually done this one because this used to be my go-to at KFC. 
fried chicken mm-hmm. with ketchup mm. and gravy. Both. Beat traffic. No, no, not yet. It's not beat traffic time yet. I want to spend a little more time on this. You mix the gravy. Do you mix the gravy with the ketchup and then douse it on your chicken? Or do you dip the chicken in both like separately? No, you would dip the chicken. You take your ketchup and your gravy, mix it together. You do mix it together. Like some people will do that with poutine. They'll put ketchup on top of their poutine. And it's really good in my opinion. But if you take your fried chicken, particularly the skin, unreal. Unreal. Do you want to know some combos coming in on the text line this morning? I knew there'd be some. Mm-hmm. 519-571-BEAT. Pancakes and yogurt, this person says, is the best. Okay, I can get that. I can get that, sure. Cottage cheese and cantaloupe. Yeah, again. Actually, people... I, that does sound good. Yeah, this is all this is all good, normal stuff. Ronnie says berries and goat's cheese, specifically. I love goat's cheese. I'd give that a try. Uh, this person says sliced olives in a grilled cheese. There might be something there. If uh, I think typically a grilled cheese would be made with cheddar, right? Yeah. If you get like a sharp cheddar and do green olives, which have a little more of a potent taste compared to black olives, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. This one says my grandma used to mix milk and crushed cream soda. See, like what? That's not. Your grandma's a little. But it would just thicken up the consistency of the cream soda by adding in the milk. That's not necessarily all that out there. I I can see that having some appeal. My daughter and her friends love puffy cheesies dipped in Nutella, this person says. Cheesies in Nutella. Okay, until one of the cheesies breaks off in the Nutella jar, and then you got to throw the whole thing out. Mm -hmm. Because then you're ruining it for everybody. It's a little, yep, (laughs) yep. Apple pie and cheese, this person says. Chipotle mayo in chili. You're a chili guy. Would you do that? Sounds about right. Anything Chipotle in a chili would be good. Okay, toast and jam with fried egg on top. Oh, people are weird. Salt and vinegar chips with melted cheese made like nachos. All right. Strawberry jam on toast, bacon sandwich, pickles and peanut butter. <laughs> are you I've pre- heard of that before. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my second pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> seven up and ice cream. This person says they put that together. Okay, that's kind of like almost doing a root beer float, but just with a seven up-ish, right? Well, there's the milk coming back into it. Peanut butter on your grilled cheese sandwich. This person dips their Tim Hortons maple donut in the chili. Sweet, savory. Yeah, I sure. can see that. Okay. I can see it. All right. Sweet chili heat Doritos and chocolate ice cream. How do these combos begin? How high were you? <laughs> like, Guys, I tried edibles for the first time and made a brand new dish. Crap. This is great. Sour Skittles with vinegar. All right. You guys have a lot of... Great ideas. I don't know if I want to categorize it that way, but interesting ideas. Okay. Saturday night, I had a night. It was fantastic. I I got a lot of messages from people who are following my story on Instagram. So I should explain what happened because a lot of people think I got engaged. First off, (laughs) y'all can stop. (laughs) You can stop. So you didn't put a ring on it this weekend? No. Okay. But it's amazing that that's where everybody's mind went. I think people are drawing inferences from the podcast. Yep. And the pictures on that. Sure. So here's what happened. I told you that I was going for a 90-minute massage, and I did. And what did I tell you about the 90-minute massage going in? If you do that, just beware, because once you go 90, you can't go back to 60. You were so right. I even had to admit I was wrong, and I texted you, and I said, yeah, I can't do another 60. I appreciate that. I knew it. 
You can't you can't go back. She did my knees. My knees. And I bet you didn't realize how much stress was in there until she worked on them. I had no idea. She wouldn't have had the time if she did the 60. This is true. So, <clears throat> I did the 90-minute massage, and then we were going back to her place. And she said, okay, you got to wear a suit. And I thought, wow, we're going somewhere fancy. I like this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, shower, shower, change, change, hair, hair. Looked great. I, I looked great. You just looked right. I looked great. just stunning. I should have sent you a picture. <laughs> Why didn't you, you post a picture? <laughs> I um, I thought we were going out, and then it turned out to be one of the best evenings I've ever had because Ooh. knock at the door, and I thought, did she get us a limo too? All right, let's see what's going on. I went downstairs to answer the door, and then I realized, oh, you're not a limo driver. You're a chef. Yes. So she hired a personal chef to come in and cook. Okay, so she knows you obviously really well. You are a foodie, and also not having to go out is amazing. Like, that would be right up my alley. Great. You come to me, and you cook for me in my kitchen. Do you you know how great it was to wear a suit but not have to wear dress shoes? (laughs) It was so good. So good. (laughs) Were you wearing running shoes or no shoes at all? No, it was no shoes at all. We were at her place. Yeah. So we sat downstairs in this little bistro that she set up with a bottle of wine and a couple of martinis while the chef would prepare the various courses and then bring them down to us. And he explained everything. And he said, okay, so this here, uh, to start it off, you're going to have these very, very tiny mini Wellingtons. Mm. And then he brought out this salad that he made with a balsamic reduction that had fingerling potatoes in it. And I'd never had a salad with potatoes, but I got to tell you, it was fantastic. Then there was oysters, and then there was the main, and then there was a, a lemoncello for dessert. It was really, really fantastic. Turned out to be a great night. But for all you people stirring up rumors on Instagram, trying to get under my skin with your messages, no, I didn't put a ring on it. Did people message her is what I'm really curious about. That's fine if they message you. You can brush it off. But what about her? People Did- were asking her. Yeah, really? they were. And, and was that awkward when she brought it up? Like, people are wondering if you're proposing to me tonight, or it's not a weird thing? Uh, I didn't read the messages until the next day. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, my phone on Saturday was completely dominated by people telling me the Zamboni drivers in goal for the Leafs. <laughs> so I didn't pay attention to my phone very much. The next day, people said, oh, my gosh, did you get engaged? No, it was just a romantic dinner. It was nice. It was well organized. That was Valentine's Day from her to me. Now I feel like an idiot because yeah, all I did for her was to, I thought taking her to the zoo for dinner was romantic. That was nothing compared to no, what she man, did. No, man, you had to park and all that other stuff. She wins. She won. <laughs> she wins. If I could remember when her birthday is, I would yep. go all out for you better, that. You better find out. I'll give you a surefire way. Here's how you find out when her birthday is. <laughs> Just ask her what her star sign. Oh, what's your sign again? And then at least you know like a rough estimated time so you know if it's cutting it close <laughs> or if it's far away. Like, ah, it's not until like September, October. You're fine. <laughs> It was a fun night. So thank you to everybody who was asking about the various courses that we had and the presentation and all that sort of thing. It was a personal chef that she hired to come in and cook in her kitchen and served us and put out the menu and everything. It was really, really fun. Uh, You can do that, by the way. If you just Google it, there's a ton of personal chefs that will come to your home and cook for you. And Venera Cat Unlimited biscuits at Red Lobster have come to an end. Oh, no. Hey, people love those cheese biscuits. Cheddar Bay biscuits. Uh Uh-huh. Why is it the end of it? Have they said why? They used to offer them unlimited. They would just keep bringing you biscuits if you wanted them. Right. Now you get two biscuits per entree. Okay. That seems reasonable to me. Who's eating more than two biscuits? 
And if you look up the nutritional information, sorry to be that person. I'm going to be that person right now in this moment. If you look up the nutritional information, it's for the best. In fact, you should probably only have one, if that. It's bread infused with extra fat cheese. Yeah. I don't know that you want more than two. Yeah. And I get that, oh, yeah, dip it in the the leftover butter and stuff like that. But, well, you've just doubled down on possible heart attack. So... (laughs) Before everybody starts trying to burn down Red Lobster, you still get two. And you can buy more. Actually, you can buy a half dozen for like five bucks. Okay. It's pretty so cheap. Some people like that. But they're not just going to slap them down on the table and, ah, you look like you need more bread. There's a whole basket full of buns. Because <laughs> your ass looks like it needs it. Yeah. <laughs> Brand new at Red Lobster. They're just going to leave the oven open and you can go and help yourself. <laughs> <It's> help yourself. <laughs> Have fun. I'm reading a text message here, and you can text us anytime, 519-571-BEAT. Morning, Scott and Kat. Hey, Scott, did you make it to the pot shop yesterday? I was watching the 6 o'clock news last night, and they showed clips from inside the store. I swear I saw you in the background. Mm. You were wearing a man purse. <laughs> well, you do have kind of a man purse, don't you? Sort of. You Actually, I full-blown have a... Merce, I guess. It's a Merce. Okay, but it's a coach one, and it's beautiful, and it also holds my laptop. It's nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it also holds my skin cream. It holds my hair gel. It holds It's everything. a purse. It's like a straight-up man purse. Yeah, I carry it like a purse. You know what? I'm not letting girls have purses. You guys can't just have that and claim it as, oh, it's ours. It is. It's very practical that you guys carry them because it carries a lot of stuff, and I like that. So, yes, I was at the grand opening of Tokyo Smoke yesterday. Yes, you may have seen me on the news. No, I didn't have my man purse with me. It's a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one. I have one of those, too, which is just for carrying around my headphones. It's great. I bought it at, uh, (laughs) uh, which one was it? It's like the Museum of Natural History in Washington, D.C. That's very Indiana Jones. Wow. Uh huh. You would do that, though. That's exactly something you would do. Oh, my God. You'd go right for them. Like, you'd pass by all the other souvenirs and stuff. You'd be like, that bag needs to be on my body. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, like I said, I'm not letting girls just have stuff. I also like to wear pink because it's a great color. And no, you girls can't just have it. Oh, it's a girl color. No, 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 it's not. I'm not letting I you just take that and claim are, it. Most people are okay with that. It was very, very trendy for a long time for guys to wear pink. I'm not sure if it still would be considered trendy. You know what the problem is? Other guys. Guys will see a guy and say, oh, oh forget your purse today. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Unless you have tried it and did not find it practical, you can't chirp. When you do try it and you find Here's a great place to keep my keys rather than carrying them around. Hey, here's something that I can put my wallet in. Great. Okay, follow-up text on that last one. I didn't say there was anything wrong with the man purse, (laughs) and I'm glad. I I know you didn't. It was just a way to describe you. That's all. Like a suspect description from the police. (laughs) That's right. White male, overweight, carrying a man purse. Going back to the color thing, though, it actually amazes me that here today, 2020, we so let colors determine gender identities and stuff like that. Like, maybe it's a deeper conversation for another time, but I'll give you an example. Because just yesterday when I was out, I had my youngest with me, my 11-month-old, and she was wearing a blue zip-up hoodie. Okay. 
and automatically a couple of times even though she had other things that were maybe like more feminine colors but who cares we can wear blue blue is one of my favorite colors it automatically he oh 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 it's a she like seriously because she's wearing blue it's a boy automatically we only put boys in blue and we only put girls in pink that's, that's it that's such a presumptive Isn't thing it? oh that baby's wearing blue it must yeah. be a boy yeah i don't think you want to go down that road that's like saying oh are you pregnant when they're just not pregnant well it's stupid right don't be presumptive just based on an appearance yeah sure it's just funny to me that today it's still a thing. Like, And if you don't know, just say, or you're unsure, just say. Cute kid. Cute kid. Cute baby. Aw, so adorable. You don't say he or she. But do you, people do you get offended a, when people do not that? A, no, not at all. And I mean, I had a, I think this particular person yesterday, for example, what really wasn't paying uh, full attention because she had also had a bow in her hair. <laughs> but that said, yeah, you could put a bow in a boy's hair too, I guess. I don't know. But I have seen people get offended. Like, I have been to play places with them. Um, and people get offended when they're like, oh, he's adorable. Oh, she. Yeah, she is. Like, oh, oh, sorry. Or the other way around, right? All right, fine. I just, it surprises me, especially when you know it's based on color. You know it's because you put them in the green shirt instead of the pink shirt or purple shirt. No, I hear you. It's frustrating. I uh, just realized, I don't know where my purse is. Where did you put your purse? I can't remember, to be honest with you. Okay, so I'm not a full-blown member of the club because you girls always know where your purse is. Me, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. What do you? I'd like to know the random things you keep in there. Like, because women have some random things in ours, usually. Do guys do have the same in their purses? I have wallet, keys, lots of loyalty cards that I may be asked for. Uh, because of the nature of my business, I carry around an extra headphones adapter, the quarter-inch jack. Yep. All good radio people do. Business cards, things like that. Uh, there's probably a chapstick in there. Okay. I keep my oil of Olay in there if i got to get rid of the fine lines under my eyes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All the practical stuff that I mm-hmm. might need at a moment's notice. All right. Gum, tampons, it's all in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Traffic. Keniston, I don't want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm reading some new numbers here about our cell phones. It's uh, the latest stats that come out every single year on how addicted we are. And the simple answer is you don't want to know. You don't, uh, you don't want to know how bad it is. It's one of those things. I think a lot of us know how addicted we are to our device, but we don't want to know. It's like when that thing pops up to tell you how how much screen time you've had today. Ah, I hate that. I close it like, right away. Yeah. No, 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 like, no. Don't tell me that. You have an increase of 23%. Shut up. You shut up. You're a damn liar is right? what you are. Oh, <sighs> yeah. I spend five hours a day on my phone. Yeah, right. Then I think to myself. Yeah, it's easy. Well. It's easy. It's easy for a lot of people. A lot of people do use it for work as well. So you try to like, okay, well, you know, I use it for work too. It's not that I'm you know, not being productive with it, but then it'll go ahead and give you that productivity tab and it's like 3%. And then the junk that you use it for is like like 90%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, I think a lot of us are guilty of it today. 64% of us have texted someone that was in the same room as them. Okay, but that could be for a couple of different reasons. Sure. You may text them because you don't want to talk or, you know, when I'm on my phone anyway, I'll just fire off a quick text before I forget what I wanted to say. Yeah. Sometimes you do it because you want to 
exclude a third party from the conversation. Mm-hmm. Just yesterday, I was visiting my mom on her birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Oh, happy birthday, Mama Fox. And I was on the couch and my sister was on the chair and I was texting my sister because I didn't want my mom to know that my sister and I were discussing who's going to the LCBO. <laughs> that sort of thing. So sometimes you do that. I can justify that one. 88% of people say they will not leave their phone at home. They just can't. They just don't feel comfortable being maybe at the office while their phone's at home. Yeah. Even going for a walk, going to the park with the kids, they cannot leave their phone at home. Yeah. I 88%. See that. I could see that. Yep. I feel naked without mine. Here's where it gets substantially more disturbing. 66%. The vast majority check their phones 160 times a day. That works out to 10 times an hour or every six minutes. Wow. And a lot of us know that I think that there are settings that you can change on your phone. Like, for example, you know, when you get a text message, boom, your whole phone's going to light up. So obviously you're going to check your phone because you want to know what's going on. Of course. But there's ways that can make that go away, that that your phone won't wake up to kind of stop you from doing it so often. But a lot of us don't want to change it. If I gave you the ultimatum, you're giving up one, either your phone or sex for a year. What? This is ridiculous. It's a terrible proposition. That's a terrible proposition. 45% would give up sex, they say, so that they didn't have to be without their phone. The nice thing is the phone can do both, but <laughs> <laughs> we've only got a few websites we visit regularly. Three quarters of people admit they're addicted to their phone. Three quarters admit it's an addiction. Yeah. 19% of people say they are quote unquote very addicted. Mm -hmm. Well, step one is admitting it, right? Sure. Now, how do we get over it? Well, yeah. They got to make the internet a lot less interesting. Well, this is the thing is that (laughs) the way that it works now, that life works is your phone is everything. Your phone has everything on it. Your phone is your rewards program. It's how you shop now in a lot of cases. It's how you connect with people. It's your news. It's how you get all the information that you need. It's your calendar. It's your radio. It's your contact list. It's your radio, right? It's your everything. So obviously you're going to be attached to it a lot more than if it was just a device for one thing or two things. It's your everything. It's your alarm clock. Well, since you're on it anyway, you might as well just follow at 915thebeat on Instagram and we'll continue to con- contribute to you being you less go. productive, everyone. We'll help your addiction. <laughs> one post at a time. At Cat on air, at Scott Fox on air. If you want to throw some other follows out there, just we'll continue to waste as much time as possible. Match.com, new safety feature. Not really new because Tinder's been doing this for a while now. It's a security check-in feature that lets you shoot over the details to a trusted confidant. It includes the name of the person you're meeting up with, the location, date, and time. And then once check-in is turned on, you get a text message. It's not a notification from the app. It's an actual text. And it asks if everything is okay. If you reply no, it will automatically notify your contacts, and you have to have three of them to let them know you are not in a good situation. Hey, that's great. Good safety feature, right? Yeah, it's something. Match says that if one feels they are genuinely in danger, they should notify the police. But features like this check-in will help fill in the gaps in between. If their date's given off bad vibes, check-in may help to alleviate some stress until it's over and until one finds a way to make an exit. Yeah, Tinder's had something like this for a while. I'm all for it. 
weird if you're checking your phone on a date, but okay. <laughs> if I meet somebody on Match and they get that text message, I'm going to wonder, hmm, is that the saying? check-in one? Hey, you should, but everybody should be aware that, of course, they're going to check it. Someone should be checking in on the person I'm with. I totally agree with right? you. Someone should always know where you are, though. I think that in the same way that when you go to work or school, you have to have an emergency contact. Yeah. Just in general life, you should have an emergency contact. And whoever that may be, I've got you listed as one of the contacts in my phone. So if somebody opens my phone because, oh, I don't know, I passed out somewhere. Okay, great. One of the people that's going to come up is you. Hey, that's great. If they can't get a hold of my mom or my daughter... You're like last on the list, by the way. So okay, don't worry. Okay, no one's good. ever going to call you. You're putting too much pressure on me I, right I now. I know. No one's ever going to call. <laughs> They'd have to get like no answer from like from eight different people okay. before they got to you. But nonetheless, there's cat's info and they can call right. you and you can say, I'm busy. Well, <laughs> Wrong I, number. Who dis? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What? <laughs> Scott who? Can't, huh? What? I can't hear you. Um, yeah. Everybody should have that safety net and especially those people going out dating. It amazes me how many people do the last minute date thing where they're chatting with someone and they're like, you know what? Let's meet up. And it seems innocent. Something like let's meet up for a quick lunch or a coffee. But anything could happen. Anything. You know, I don't know. I worry about that for a lot of people. So like I said from the top, when you said this, I thought anything helps. Anything extra helps. So this is good. I think there should be an app just in general. Ah, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm just going to fire up the app and it can check in on me in about an hour. You think every <laughs> everything should have an app? If I'm still in there. Who knows? I hope I'm shopping. What if I go to put my cart back in the corral at Longo's and I get my foot stuck? I'm stuck. Help me. <laughs> Something. I don't know. I remember my first time grocery shopping. Jeez. <laughs> The problem is the big carts with the steering wheels for the kids. Right. They're heavy and you can get stuck behind them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows? Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Don't be shy. We're your friend Scott and Kat. Yes. <laughs> I was like, AT&T long distance. No, that's who it is. <laughs> you sent us a fantastic text message before the show even started, and it was a follow-up to what we did yesterday. Yesterday, we had a great guy on the phone, and he told us all the different things he did to spoil his wife on Valentine's Day. And we decided as a one-time thing, we were going to make him the honorary boyfriend slash husband of the day. And you heard that call and sent us the message that you did. Can you explain to everybody what it was that you sent in to 519-571-BEAT? Yeah, I just wanted to call because instantly I thought, you know, he's not my husband, he's not my boyfriend, but I know this really great guy and it's my neighbor. And, you know, it's actually today's the fifth day where he has, you know, gone out of his way to clean off my car for me in the morning. And I'm talking like the nastiest, ugliest weather I'm a single mom. I have a two-year-old daughter, and he knows it can be a little bit tricky. He also has a two-year-old daughter, but he cleans off his car, his wife's car, and then he comes to clean off mine. And, I mean, he's just an all-around great neighbor. He also, family day, everyone's trying to sleep in. He's getting up early, flooding the rake at the park on our street. So that's just kind of the guy that he is. And I thought, man, if there was, like, a Neighbor of the Year award, this guy should win it. Okay, well, we're seriously considering this proposition. You mentioned that you guys do stuff together. You go swimming, you guys have play dates, and you share books and toys and clothes and all that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, totally. Our kids are little best friends, and even at Christmas time, we got them walkie-talkies. So even though you know we're several townhouses away, they can walkie-talk each other at night. It's super cute. That is Aww, cute. That's adorable. And you know what? Let me tell you, I've been, I've lived in a few neighborhoods. Anybody who has will know that a good neighbor like that, and I mean that's above and beyond, but a good neighbor anyway can make or break your experience living where you're living. 100%. We have an awesome neighborhood. But I mean, even I had a death in the family one day and they just said, come on over for dinner and just made me dinner. Like, it's, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They sound like really good people. Okay. Yeah. I, I got to admit, I was a little confused when I read your text message initially because I thought he was single and you were single because no. he did something for you on Valentine's Day, too. Yes. Yeah. What did I he do for you on home. Valentine's Day? It was so sweet. I came home. And there was a bottle of wine with a long stem rose and, of all things, a Peppa Pig Valentine attached to it. And it was so sweet because I am single. I'm rocking being single. I like the single life and really focus on my daughter. But it was so sweet because the note just said, you know, you're the rock that holds your family together. And, you know, sending me some love on Valentine's Day. So, I mean, above everything else, it was just uh, kind of the icing on the cake. It was really nice to come home to. And that's just the thoughtful kind of people that they are. That is really sweet. How did you meet these people? Were you just walking in the neighborhood or did they come over and introduce themselves, bring you a pie when you moved to the neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, we were uh, walking on a trail. Um, her and I were on mat leave together. Our daughters are one year or one month apart. So we were just walking on the trail and uh, her daughter was asleep and we started chatting. And the next thing we know, you know, we're hanging out all the time. We're doing the farm in the fall. We're doing, you know, Christmas stuff together. You name it, we're doing it. So, yeah, it was just a very organic, natural kind of introduction. And, you know, we're both so grateful that that day we happened to be in the right place at the right time. Good neighbors are essential. I love this yeah. story. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so... We'll do this as a one-time thing. <laughs> We're going to make that guy who lives a couple townhouses down that cleans your car for you and and does all these sweet things, left you a nice valentine and, and helps you out as a single mom. We're going to make him our neighbor of the day today. So Love here's it. what we're going to do. We are going to give you to give to him a hundred bucks worth of Lotto Max tickets for Friday night. And Friday night's jackpot is for $65 million plus 12 more Max Million draws. So you've got those to give to him. That is amazing. Thank you guys so much. But there's more. Because you sound like a nice girl and you're doing all the right things here and, and because you pointed out this great neighbor, we're going to give you 100 bucks worth of 649 Aww. tickets for tonight. That draw is for $7 million. That is so sweet. Thank you guys so much. Now you guys got to get together again and figure out how you're going to split the money. <laughs> One hundred percent. Those little besties are going to be on a Disney cruise. That's one way adorable. <laughs> um, and 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 everything is lovely. Can I just ask a couple follow up questions though? Because there's yeah. going to be people listening right now that are going to ask the question. So I'm going to go ahead and be those people. Yeah. Um, so when you said he gave you the bottle of wine and the stem rose, is it? It was just signed from him, not from them. It was actually from his daughter. So it was signed from Riley and the Big Three. So that's how they refer to themselves. The Big Three. Is the Big Three. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I'm just curious from the perspective of people wondering about the wife in this scenario, because it sounds like 
he's he's a really sweet guy, and maybe that's just it. Maybe he's got great intentions. But there's some people going, I wonder what his intentions are. So I'm just putting it out there that some people might read that in a different way. Well, and I am definitely not the only recipient of his good deeds and his good gestures. Like, he's the kind of guy who, you know, helps out the neighbor, like other neighbors. And, you know, he signed up for our condo community. So he does a ton for a lot of people. I'm one example of how this guy just really, like, I think about kindness and just trying to go out of your way to do good things. And I think of him because, and his wife as well. His wife is an early childhood educator and they're just very giving people. That's how they want to model for their kid, and that's how they want to live their life. And very humble, but uh, always willing to help out. Yeah. Wow. I like it. Just good people. I like good mm-hmm. people. We need more of that. It was yeah. really nice talking to you this morning. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. Let's talk about fantasy sports for a second. Great distraction. If you're in a fantasy league or what would it be called? A fantasy pool? You know it can take up a decent amount of your time. You got to figure out what happened last night, and God help you if you miss a day. It's just a, that could be like an all day proposition trying to get caught up. How'd my guy do last night? Oh, yeah. You spend the whole time looking at the different analytics, like, oh, I think my guy's going to do well over here. This person over here is going to do this. 12% of people who play fantasy sports admit they've gotten into serious trouble at work over it, according to a new survey. One in five have turned down sex because they needed to focus on their fantasy team. Oh, no. Needed to focus on your fantasy team? That's just, uh, man, that, all right. That'd suck. That would suck to be like, hey, hey, you want to go hit the bedroom? No, 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 man. Maybe it's draft night. Come on. Yeah. We're not doing that. No. 12% of the people who got caught playing fantasy sports at work were suspended, demoted, or had their pay docked. (laughs) Well, I hope you won at least. I hope you won. 17% of men, 27% of women have turned down sex because of their fantasy team. These are of fantasy players have turned down sex. Wow. 73% of people who play fantasy sports are in a situation where they play, but their spouse does not. And they say their relationship gets worse during the season because of it. <laughs> I believe it. Maybe outside of the season, you should do some kind of a fantasy poll or something with your significant other to kind of make up for it. Like, hey, you know what? Let's do a award season bets or something. <laughs> when do weddings happen? Weekends. That's why 9% have skipped a wedding over a fantasy sports No. Game. Yeah. Well, they used it as an excuse to skip the wedding. 8% have forgotten to pick up a child. What? You didn't pick up your kid from the babysitter or from school because you were doing something with your fantasy team? So what's the payoff for these sacrifices? The average fantasy football season win is worth 500 bucks. The average fantasy basketball season, about 300 bucks. Okay, you're putting a lot of effort into this mm-hmm. for not a huge payoff. 500 bucks is good, but we're talking like 20 full weeks of work for $500. I think at this, at some point, you're really just playing for bragging rights. Oh, yeah, my fantasy team is the best. I won. I'm the man. My fantasy team is oh, great. It's amazing how some people get so into it. And Hockey. they razz on each other, you know. Yep. 
Hockey is not nearly as big in fantasy leagues in the U.S. as it is here. But you know, Kat, there's people who in their fantasy leagues are dying for trade deadline day on Monday. Let's see what happens with my fantasy team. Let's see what happens with my guy. Hey, maybe you've got uh, somebody who's underperforming, but put them on a different team, put them on a different line. Your fantasy season just got better. I get it. I totally get it. Just stop ignoring your spouse because it's nonsense. (laughs) Women are included in this too. A lot of them are playing. Yesterday, we had an open-ended question all morning long. How was your Valentine's Day? For the most part, everybody had a great time. Mm -hmm. Some other stories are starting to come in, though, about Valentine's Day. (laughs) After the police reports all got processed, we're starting to learn more. For example, in New York City, they're now looking for a burglary suspect accused of stealing $8,000 worth of belongings from his Valentine's Day date at gunpoint after she refused to have sex with him. It's a press release from the NYPD. They say the unmanned, unnamed man got into a verbal dispute with the 27-year-old victim inside her apartment on West 47th Street Friday night. This disagreement then took a violent turn when he pulled out a gun, grabbed her purse, and took off. The victim told police she met the assailant on a dating website called Gold Diggers, and the two ended up in her apartment. Oh, here we go. She claims... Her date wanted to have sex with her, but she turned him down. And that's what sparked the quarrel. The man is said to have gotten away with $8,000 worth of her personal property, including the purse, cash, and cell phone. The NYPD released surveillance photo and video showing the culprit holding a cane in one hand (laughs) and a white Citronella gourmet market shopping bag in the other. Well, Hmm. so you went on Gold Digger, did you? As I, I understand it, Gold Digger. I always wondered how that works or if that works. It does. Apparently, there's like okay. rich dudes on there. All right. You got to be careful what you're looking for here. I mean, I know Gold Digger sounds like, oh, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I just keep having sex with these old dudes and they'll just keep giving me money. Give me all the money and all the purses and the shoes and it, shopping it, sprees and trips. Is it prostitution? Wait, well. Hey, I mean, let's go easy on the P word here. It's creative outside the box thinking that entrepreneurial spirit that i admire (laughs) sure so i'm glad that the word no was respected here absolutely yeah yeah but guy went on a date with his gold digger with every intention of giving her all the money she wanted he just thought there was going to be sex at the end of it and it was valentine's day but there was no sex so that's when he pieced out with her purse her cell phone and eight thousand dollars Nobody was hurt, and that's great. I'm glad nobody was hurt. Police are looking for the guy because, no, you absolutely can't do that. Had a gun. I mean, a lot of Americans do, but still, none of this was appropriate. She must have thought, because there's some people that, there's some people on there for sex, I'm sure, and there's others on there just because they're lonely. And they happen to have money to spend. So maybe, obviously, she thought she got one of the lonely ones. <laughs> they just wanted to hang out, just wanted to chat. And give money and give her all the things. Yeah. And I mean, the woman went on Gold Digger for a reason. She wanted all of the things. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot of people. I don't know if you follow any of the uh, Toronto Instagram accounts, but they've posted about them fairly regularly. For whatever reason, they get the press releases from these sugar daddy websites mm-hmm. where people will 
get themselves a hot young university student. Yeah. Yeah. And, and pay their tuition and pay their bills and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. They in just exchange hang for out. companionship. <laughs> companionship with I quotations. Use yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, I don't want to tell anybody how to live. None no, of my business. I, I, it doesn't matter what? to me. I'm just saying, be careful and know what you're getting in for. And, and you too, sugar daddies and gold diggers and all your other stupid websites. <laughs> Let's all collectively be careful. This is a transaction in a lot of ways, particularly, I think, in the rich person's mind. And it works both ways. There's young guys that are out with older women all the time. Mm-hmm. They take care of them. You got to be careful. Be careful. Because you don't want to owe anybody anything. No. Especially with that purse thing. Well, that's why, as unsexy as it is, you always got to lay those things out in advance, right? Well, have a conversation. That's the thing. Like, just figure it out. It sucks. And it's, like I said, it's not a very sexy situation to be like, hey, baby, so I am not going to touch you. Are we good? (laughs) And, And maybe that's fine if you enter into that kind of an arrangement. But lay it out in advance, I would think. Because as horrible as this is, that this man did this, I uh, I think, if I'm reading between the lines here, he thought something else was going to happen. And when it didn't happen, that's when he bailed with her purse. Hope they catch him, because either way, he's got a short fuse, and he should probably get some professional help. Absolutely, and he's got money for it, so that's good. I'd love to know if these arrangements actually happen, though. Like, do they happen here? Are there people living in nice condos in Waterloo that... Have a sugar daddy paying for everything so that they can go to school. And what do you give in return? If you're willing to give us any of that information, promise we'll keep you anonymous. You can even DM us. But from a morbid curiosity standpoint, I'd like to know, if is this an American thing or is this actually happening here? Hi there. Yes, the sugar daddy thing happens in Cambridge. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it for yeah. like a tuition kind of thing or is it well, just rent? Works, she works with younger girls and they... A lot of them do it. A lot of them do it for tuition, for anything. This is why I'm never letting my daughters out of the house when they're older. Mm-hmm. Like, never. Mm-hmm. Now, when they do this, do they agree on terms in advance? Do they say, okay, I will do this and you will pay that? Is that how it works? Or do they just sort of fall uh, into this she, and it works organically? Told, it does happen. And sometimes they don't even meet. It's all done through web chat. And they just transfer money to these girls. And they never even really meet the guys. What, what does the guy get chat. out of it? Okay. Well, he, they're over well, web chat. So she just puts on a from, show for him? It's everything, yeah, from looking at their toes to everything. Really? What kind if of money are these guys spending? Do you know? Five, six hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. It's big money. Like these girls are doing very well. Yeah, it seems like it. Well, this is great information. Thanks a lot for calling us. We appreciate All it. All right. Take care. So you are telling me about a way that you can tell if he's single. And I'm trying to put myself in this situation to see if this would work on me. Okay, so it's one of those things. For some people, it's really easy to just go up and ask people questions, right? You see an attractive guy. Maybe you uh, work with somebody you're attracted to, but you're not sure if they're taken or not. You're at a party. You see somebody. There is a way, and this is according to an expert who has written a book called Read My Hips, that ladies can find out if he's single or not without it being super awkward. Some people aren't as bold as to approach someone and say, hey, you're not wearing a ring, but I can't tell. Are you with someone? Do you have a girlfriend? Some people aren't that bold. So for the shy ones out there, here's the way they say you can do it. Simply, if you're chatting up the guy, start a conversation and ask him if he's gone on any trips lately. 
He's gone on any trips. So I'm thinking about going on vacation. Have you been on to anywhere lately? She says, if the guy consistently uses I when talking about his journeys or travels, ask, oh, why'd you go alone? It will open the door for a girlfriend mention if he has one. If he uses we, ask who he went with. Oh, who'd you travel with? He'll either answer, oh, I went with my friends. Okay, so there's a chance. But if he says yes to that, it's a good sign. There's not somebody in the picture. It's a good way to do it. Some people aren't so bold and ballsy, if you will, to approach somebody and straight up ask them, hey, are you dating anyone right now? Because it is an awkward thing to ask. Is it? I mean, if you're interested in them, you should just ask. I I don't disagree with you. I feel like there's, but you and I have that type of personality where we're kind of just like, ah, we'll just ask. We don't care. We ask very invasive questions all the time. It's kind of part of what we do. Professionally. Professionally. As as our job. Professionally. Some people are super shy. And unless something happens to them, nothing will happen in their lives. Do you know what I'm saying? So this is a way for them to try to bring it up and try to get out of them. Hey, are you taken or are you not taken? It just seems like if you're trying to find out if they're single, it's because you're somewhat interested. And if you're interested, that's a real sneaky way to begin the relationship, to play a game like that. I don't know why you... It's not a game. You're just asking about their vacations. Hey. With an ulterior motive. That's why it's a game. You're not asking because you're genuinely curious. You're asking because you want to see if they say I or we. Because you're interested in them. It's not like you're trying to take their money. Like, you're just asking them if they're single because you're interested in them. That could work, though. Hey, what'd you do uh, over the weekend? Like, even something like that. Did you go uh, The trip thing, I guess, would work. Okay, but again, you're not asking because you're genuinely curious how their weekend was. You're asking because you really are hoping they'll indirectly tip you off that they were alone or with somebody. That's okay. That's not okay. Again, you're It's very underhanded. It's, okay. it's underhanded. It's, it's sneaky. It's sneaky. sneaky? You're acting like the person's trying to come up and sucker punch you. They're just interested in you. If that's your automatic intuition is to think that that's sneaky. That's too sneaky. They're shy. They're shy. Shy. Okay. They're just that's trying to not... poke and prod a little bit and see, hey, is he available? They're or not... Is she available? You're not asking, how much money do you have in your RRSP? Uh, how much debt do you have? Those you might be a little shy to ask. Things like that. Asking them if they're single is the most basic thing that you can ask. If you can't even ask that, you need to rethink this whole thing. But like I said, not everybody is that bold. Some people are nervous. Some people are shy. It's hard to put yourself in the shoes of someone who's super shy. Maybe. Maybe that's your problem. You're just not that person. You have no filter at all. (laughs) In most cases. (laughs) You'll just give a, hey now. Hey now. Out of nowhere. Some people can't even say hi to to people. So I think that's a good way to at least get into a conversation. Maybe there's a better way. Maybe take that out of the equation to go bold, okay? To go bold and say, are you single? Is there a better way to try to figure out if they're single or not? This on Facebook. Scott, you're right. That is sneaky. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Ah, oh, you overreact. Good morning, Ken. Scott, it's Jordan. How are you today? Good, Jordan. What's up? Hey, no, no traffic issues so far, so we're good on that Yay. one. Yay! Like that. Yeah, yeah. but I, I got to agree with Scott on this one, Kat. I think whether it's a guy or a gal, 
if they like someone that much, I think they got to build up the testicular fortitude to ask them out. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree. Asking a question that you don't really want to know the answer to, but you're trying to to get them to leak some information, that just seems sneaky to me. I think, I, I think it's very sneaky and very cheeky, too. Like, if, if you want to, want to take them out on a date or whatever, just, be, just ask questions. If you hear a no, it's a no, but at least, you know, if you've asked the questions, and that's how I think it should be done. I like that you use sneaky and cheeky in the same call. <laughs> That's fantastic. One of a kind. Good job. Jordan, thanks for the call. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. A couple of messages coming in about this too. If you're just tuning in, it's a suggestion that if you want to find out if he's single, you don't need to ask if you're too shy. You can ask things like, uh, you got on vacation recently. The theory is, is that if he says, we... He was with somebody, and there's your open door or to ask. Or straight up says, my girlfriend and I, or my boyfriend and I. Then you're like, okay, I know everything I need to know, and I will stop pursuing. Couple of comments here. If you are shy, and you can't say hi, or ask howdy, how it goes it, want to go for drinks, then good luck with having cats and dogs for companions. <laughs> you're not asking them if they wanted to hit the shower. <laughs> you're asking a basic question, and asking questions, under questions, crosses with integrity and honesty issues. People need to take charge of their lives. Shyness gets you nowhere. Get a shrink. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Have fun with your cats and dogs. <laughs> that from Facebook uh, this morning. Yeah, and it's not easy for some people. It's not easy for some people is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? I, I do feel for those people. I don't relate, but I do feel for them. You but can people, reach us. people do like bold, though. Oh, I will say, do. like for some people, it's like a turn on. You know what I mean? When yeah. you just go up and say, if you're single, I'm taking you to dinner. Some people love that. Or you'll get slapped in the face, but at least you'll have your answer. Here is a text at 519-571-B. I'm with Kat. That's not sneaky. Okay. I don't know if she meant it with that emphatic tone. I just added that because it felt sneaky? like it. It sounded like you added a question mark to the end. That's not sneaky. Absolutely not. Not sneaky at all.